0: Bandura. Israel Bendora, Arum Ben Bella, Siyan Ben, ben Neymah, and the success in Yerat Shemaim of Gadiel Benelish. Success in Yerat Gadiel Gadiel Ben Elish. Success in Yerat Shemayim and Gadiel Ben Elish. Success in Yerat Shemayim of Gadiel Ben okay. Ben Elish. Huh? Ben, ben Okay, today's class, we're going to do lesson 169 and lesson 4. Really, really powerful concepts. we want to talk about heaviness. We're going to talk about how to get rid of heaviness, what's causing the heaviness. Beautiful, beautiful concepts by Rabbi Nachman. Rabbi Nachman tells us in Lesson 169, when there are troubles, God forbid, whether public or private troubles, it is impossible to dance. If you see one of the things that happens when we're going through something, nobody's dancing, obviously. We're sluggish, our hands are down, we're stressed out, we're contracting, we're not expanding. For when judgments exist, they are given over to the em- emissaries of judgment called runners." Basically in heaven, there are runners. What does this mean practically? It means that if you take accountability in life and you say, I'm sorry, and you do, you do mishpat, you, you do judgment, then heaven, all the court stays in heaven. That means when there's judgment below, there's no judgment. When there's judgment above, there's no judgment below. When I do my own accounting and I say, God, I made a mistake, I made a mistake with this, there's no need to awaken that person below. But when there's no judgment below, in heaven, they sort of need mishpat. Mishpat means they need judgment for that person that did that sin. You understand? So what happens is, when we don't take accountability, these runners, they come and they seek a form of justice. What does that mean today? some kind of stress punishment whatever it is but really really the key is that punishment only exists as an absence of teshuva period if we really did accounting every single day just just like if you had a store if you did accounting every single day you would not have an inventory problem you would know exactly what what needs what's coming in what's coming out but only when we don't do the accounting and then things come up and then things become very very messy so what happens is, what does judgment represent? When there's judgment, Rabbi Nachman says there's heaviness. Heaviness represents judgments. Just practically blood, an example. We know Roy here is an acupuncturist. When blood stagnates, when it becomes stagnant, it affects the pulse. You know, I never forget when it's an acupuncture, he's checking check your tongue, check your pulse, check your wrist. They're checking the flow of the blood, of the blood that's moving the body. And if the, flood's the, if the blood's not moving, if there's no flow, Right? What happens? It becomes retarded in that area and causes infections. So pretty much in areas of our lives where we don't work on and we just suppress and we don't deal with, that's the infection in the area. And where there is infection, that's where the blood is not moving. That's the heaviness, particularly in our our, our area. And that's why this morning, it's funny how I got up with this heavy energy, and and all of a sudden I'm like, okay, what am I teaching today? And this opened up. So I, I'm like, this is exactly what did I do? I went to do his, his bodhidut and I fo- focused more, a lot more confessing. And then all of a sudden I saw a tremendous amount of energy being released. So it practically happened this morning to me. So it's pretty much, the, a, it was a live class. It wasn't a, a bubba ma'isa. Pretty much a live situation in my life that happened. For blood is the aspect of judgment. We already know that the hands and the feet are both prone to heaviness. Moshe's hands being down, that's where your pulse is, right? And your feet. When a person's depressed, when a person's, God forbid, sad, he's not moving. His feet are stuck. There's a stuckness. There's a stuckness of energy. Because blood is the aspect of judgments. And when there's judgments, the, the, there's stagnation. That's the birth of a blood. And he refers to here that this is exactly what happens when a woman gives birth, right? Before she gives birth, all the blood rushes to the thighs. And then there's a state of danger, and then once the baby's released, she says thank you to Hashem. But what, what Reb Nachman is telling us here that all the blood goes to the to the feet, to the judgment, because having a baby is, is, is not it's not like a dangerous thing. It's but it's it's a time of danger. It's a time of, of a sakana, God forbid. So that's the time where all the judgment goes to the feet, and then the blood departs, and a person gets God willing saved. But this what Reb Nachman is telling us that as Ashe just teaches, the time that you are filled with wrath against them, like a pregnant woman. So heaviness practically in our lives, when we feel heavy, there's a a chance that there's unmitigated accounting that has not been done in that area. There's an area of our lives that we're not dealing with, that we're just suppressing, and that's the problem with suppressing, and that's the problem with not dealing with things, it just accumulates. And this is how people become, God forbid, overwhelmed, they don't even know where to start. But our bodies also, our bodies also, there's a, when sin accumulates, it starts affecting the flow of spirituality in a person's life, and it makes a person extremely heavy. Heaviness. This is why Rebecca says it's impossible to dance. You know, there's times where we, we, it's not the uh, ability, your, your, your ability to dance, it's, you have no energy, and the energy is because the energy is being stagnant. And when there's stagnation, that means something is stuck. What we need to do, just like you go to a massage, just like you do anything, is you need to find out and you need to start, you start, you need to start releasing it. I want to talk to you how exactly how to release it. Okay? We, therefore, at a time of trouble, God forbid, it is impossible to dance because dancing at the end of the day is the solution. <laughs> the solution is joy. You understand? If I see that situation for the best and I start dancing in the beginning and I start thanking Hashem for that situation, I wouldn't be stuck. You understand? You understand? Once I'm in dancing mode, that means I've released all the negative moments. That's how you know. It's an amazing that you can, you can do a litmus test. So how do you know you had a good meditation? How do you know you had a good hisbodidut? It started with a broken heart, and after, the, after the, the meditation, you have a sense of joy and relief. You came with a broken heart, but you're left with joy. That is the perfect, perfect hisbodidut. You came in broken, and you came out happy. It's exactly what's supposed to happen. If we're coming out of His Bodhidut, if we're coming out of a meditation or a prayer, still heavy, that means stuff has not been released. There's, you're, you're hitting the wrong issue. You're hitting, you're probably trying to change somebody else instead of focusing on yourself. And that's, how, it's always an indication, that's all I know. Creator of the world, teach me where this heaviness is coming from. Because the feet always represent judgment, din, exactly, heaviness. And this is why Tomer Devora, like we spoke about yesterday, is the ultimate letting go. It is the ultimate way to let go and, and have that, not retain that energy in the first place. So here we're talking about a lot of preventive medicine. Preventive medicine is Tomer Devora, But if it doesn't work, the next thing you know, it starts affecting the body, etc. And this is where it says, and this is where, just emotionally, if we know that joy is the emotion of the heart, you know, if the joy is the emotion of the heart, so if the, if the, if, the, if the joy is off, the heart's affected. If the heart's affected, what happens? There's the affects the whole body and and, and affects the, the numbness, etc. And this this is what he's saying here. Now, the way to mitigate judgment is by judging a person should judge himself constantly. That is, whether he ju- he, whatever he does, he should judge and, and evaluate himself in every aspect. The Breslovers were called vidunikers. Because they were always in mishpah. They were always judging themselves. And the whole world's making fun of them. But they always said, oh, we want to we be in state court. We don't want to be in federal court. I know in state court, I have a better chance. Cases get dismissed in state court. But once it gets to federal, it's a different judge, it's a different accusation, you always say it, that's the first thing they ask you in what court is it? Federal or state? State, oh, it's okay. Baruch Hashem. Federal, oh, oh, you know, there's a sense of seriousness when it's in federal court. Because in federal court, it's a whole different ball game. It's a whole different ball game. We also want to keep it in state court. You want to keep your judgment. You want to be the one judging yourself. Because when you do that, you're taking responsibility for your actions, and when you take responsibility for your actions, there's no need for a runner to come and get you and say, wake this guy up, he's not humble. Do you understand? If I tell Hashem I could be a better husband, I don't need, Hashem doesn't need to send my wife to go uh, blitz me on every down and uh, show me what kind of husband I am. Do you understand? If you do your own judgment, if you humble yourself, you will not be humbled by others. Pretty much. That's pretty much in English I would say. People who humble themselves do not are not humbled by others. But people do not humble themselves. What do they do? They're humble other people will humble you. So we have the option, and this is I think this is an amazing thing that I can sweeten all judgment by waking up in the morning and taking accounting for myself and all my actions and, and recognizing what happened and what, what happened yesterday. This is pretty much game film, watching game film. You gotta watch game film, you gotta wake up, you gotta watch game film and you gotta see what went wrong, what could be done better and Pretty much, that would solve a lot of problems. But what happens when we don't do this, things accumulate, we become heavy, and then we, we seek escape to fill the void. And that's it's a whole different Megillah. Now you've got, you got a problem with pornography. Now you've got a problem with food. Now you've got a problem with this. But if this was handled, you wouldn't get there in the first place because you would say, listen, I'm, not, I'm perfectly imperfect. I'm going to make mistakes. I'm going to do teshuva, and that's it. And that's it. And you have to understand how imperfect you are. And, and, and this is exactly I was reading a, a thing this morning that the Jews got the Torah in this Parsha and they were completely out of, they just got out of Egypt. You think they were in a perfect condition? They were just got out of the 49th level. They, had, they took matzahs to go. They were at a completely low level and God gave them the Torah. Still at that level. Was, he's not expecting perfection. But he is expecting you to show up. That he is expecting you. He's not expecting you, he's not expecting perfection in your creator, but he does want you to show up. When you don't show up, <laughs> he gets upset. You do have to show up. When you show up, that's half the battle. This is why your ratzon, a person's desire is rewarded more, a person can get credit for not even accomplishing something as long as he had the desire to do it. Where did you ever hear that concept before? because your, your creator's intend, your creator's intention is your desire. And this is what he's saying here. The way you should do this is you should, you should probably do accounting. Okay, I, I did this wrong. I was snapping and I snapped at that person yesterday. I could have been nicer. I held things in. I was very uh, with my time. I watched inappropriate things. Just even if it's shameful to say it, let it out. Because physically laying it, speaking it out when to talk about it? There's a spiritual situation just speaking it out. This is why we say the vidui. Every we daven, in. we have to speak out the words because what happens is when you sin, these sins that is telling us here that when a person sins, right? What happens? All inquiries, all sins are on a person's bones. There's a physical thing. When a person's sinning, there's a you're living there's a residue. It goes on your bones, even though you don't see it but it goes on your bones. There's a, there's a heaviness that happens and makes you heavy. That's an indication of a, of a person having klipa. Heaviness. Heaviness. As is written, and their, in, their inquiries are etched on their bones. Each sin has a, has a specific own combination letter. And it's funny how when we speak about the sexual immorality, that, that sin always affects the lower back because it comes from the spinal cord. The lower back, 100%. Lower back. I can not have to be a chiropractor to tell you that. It comes from the eyes, it comes through the spinal cord. So the pinched nerves, the lower back, that's very connected because there's no fluid. The lack of fluid causes the a lot of times the weak spine and causes the, the, the lower back. In Chinese medicine, the kidneys have to do with the lower back as well because that's the essence and you're depleting your essence it affects the lower back. Beautiful, beautiful. See, boy, we got an expert here talking about the connection between the kidneys, right. So it's all connected. Everything's connected, but I've read spiritually sources that there is a connection between lower back pain and a problem with that. Also because practically it's the yesod. The yesod is right where the lower back is. That's exactly kabbalistically where it is. But when there's that, remember, when I'm I'm completely healthy, that means I have 100% godliness in my life. But when there's an area where I'm sick, that's called chole. Chole means halal. There's missing light in that area. There's no light in that area. If there was light, there would be healing. The fact that there's no, there's no light in that area, that's the sickness. Halal. So what we have to do is we have to bring the energy of God's light back in that area of our lives. And he says, when a person commits a particular sin, a negative combination is etched on his bone. This brings the spoken aspect of prohibition of transgression of impurity. So this is why, if you see in the Parsha, that in the, in the Parsha of um, in Bereshit, not in Bereshit, but I forgot which Parsha it was, but it spoke about that Yehuda's bones were, were shaking. And Moshe Benu had to conf- it was a confession, and then Moshe calmed those bones. So our bones shake when we sin. There's a shakiness, there's this agitation. It's a klipa, it shakes. But when you control, this is why people are anxious, they're shaking. Lack of trust in God—you let a negative energy come into you. That is a shaky. There's an, a shakiness. There's a physical aspect. Rambam also calls it, calls it the storm wind, the constant agitation. But there is an aspect. So when you confess, you sort of release that negative permutation in that body, which is very, very important because you'll feel much better because you have just released. Remember, when you, the what, what do people normally do though? They make a sin, they get shame, and they run away, and they do worse things. That's the worst thing you could do. That's the worst thing to do. The most important thing is you make a mistake, you confess, I made a mistake, Hashem, I'm perfectly imperfect. Like you said, you took us out of Egypt. So you put me in Egypt, and I know you have the answer only. But you have to also come to the realization how imperfect you are, and how many mistakes you're going to make. And you have to judge yourself favorably. Because if you don't judge yourself favorably, you're not going to be able to approach your creator and say, I'm sorry. If you're going to have all the shame, you're going to run away from your creator. And what's that going to help you? You're not going to get a, this accomplished and you're just going to add a form, another addiction. And that's pretty much what happens. All we have to do is show up to the big game and say, creator of the world, I'm sorry. You know, you, you're the only one that can get me out of Egypt. I'm just, I have to build my Ratzon. You should never be upset by the lack of progress. You should just build desire. Desire, desire, desire. That is your main job, is to build that desire with any habit that you're not working, that's not you're not succeeding. The reason why we're not succeeding in that habit is your creator wants a lot more juice out of you. He wants more prayers, more, 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 more. Constantly wants more. wants to see how much you want it. That's our job, is to build desire. So when you're sitting there and doing something that, which is not good, but you're at least having a desire to change it, don't be, don't watch the scoreboard. There's a time it could take you 40 days, 60 days. Well, but the worst thing you could do is avoid responsibility, justify it with some stupid answer, and run away. That, that is completely, go, you're going to automatically expect judgment in that area. Because clearly you're not, you're not seeing it that, the right way. And this is where he's saying here, when there's judgment, when a person judges himself above, there's no judgment below. I mean, you know, go to any criminal and say, listen, confess and we're, you're clean. <laughs> They'll all be... Of course, we also have to recognize that this is the key, that's all you have to do. And this is why Rabbi Nachman's teachings, the emphasis is so much on dealing with sadness and depression and heaviness and and a and, and and, and, and constant, uh, you know, what we have to deal with, difficult people... He's telling us, you're gonna to get to this point where you're gonna get heavy, but you ha- let me get you out. And through confession, I promise you, I did this morning, it was a complete release. Could have been that I didn't do it for a while. That's why I'm feeling so much negativity. So anytime I feel negativity, I feel too much heaviness, there's a, there's a release that needs to happen. You know, when you're going to the acupuncture, the cryotherapy, and you still have the pain, that means there's a, other spiritual issues That needed to be released. And I promise you, I did it. and It was a complete, complete release. And this is what Rav Nachman tells us, something very unbelievable. He said, judging oneself refers to devotional practice, Rav Nachman says, of his bodhidut. So Rav Nachman tells us here something very beautiful. And he says that, in addition, I have found this corresponding, that God will save the covenant for you. For when a person merits joy, then God himself will safeguard the bread for you. He will assist you in guarding the Holy Brit. This is because the main blemishes of the Brit is sadness. So now we have to, we have to recognize, he's telling us something very, very deep. Pretty much, the cause of my addiction is sadness. And the remedy is joy. And the, Right there is in the answer. The answer is right there. How many were too busy trying to fight the cravings? You get me? We're not, we're not, we should find out why am I going this place anyway. If I'm only dealing with the cravings, this is like what America's doing, only dealing with, if you get it, no, do, get to the source of the issue. What's causing you to be sad? What's causing you to be sad? Instead of, you're having limited, a person having limited willpower when he's got these cravings, what are you going to do? You're going to give the guy constantly medicine just to beat the cravings? That's not getting to the source. So this is what I'm not going to say. When you, when you beat the sadness, when you beat the sadness, you, you beat the addiction. If you beat the sadness, you beat the addiction. And this is where you could see the connection between self-esteem and That I will help you. Here's what he's saying here. I will help you. For the blemish of the Brit comes because of the evil sources of L-I-L-I-T-H. And L-I-L-I-T-H refers to in Kabbalistically as the word me, meyalele, which is the aspect of sadness. Therefore, the main guardian of the Brit is merited through joy. This is because through joy, one merits to have God Himself assist them in helping Him. We could take this formula to pretty much absolutely everything. What got you into the problem is the sadness. Because we lost our faith, we didn't have the right perspective, etc. What's going to get you out of it, and be free, like the Pesach says, through joy, joy, you will, you will leave, you will flee, is a different perspective in that situation, right? First, you've got to change your perspective on how you're viewing that situation. that's causing you sadness. And you've got to rewrite the story. And when you rewrite the story, you'll be happier because you give it a different meaning. Then you're not going to seek the relief as far as the relief of, of God forbid sadness. But you can see the connection here that when a person has that, when a person stays Basimcha, you you got saved on everywhere. Because I can get saved, if I can stay in balance in my life, if I can at least just stay, when I don't see something in my life that I don't know what's going on, and I can't understand it, I can surrender, I could do whatever I had, but whatever, whatever, I'm not going into that, I'm not going into that space, because that space, I lose my willpower. I lose my willpower, and more importantly, I lose my divine connection. Because Rabnachan tells us it's very simple. Person's depressed and this person's sad. He's, he's all this. He loses the divine prophecy. He loses the signal in heaven. And that's more important because how in the world are you going to beat that with no signal in heaven? <laughs> how in the world are you going to beat it? Not possible. This is why you can see the 12 steps surrender, stop, cut the bleeding, time out, cut the bleeding, surrender. You've done enough damage. Now it's time to restart over. It's pretty much God's telling us you have the option to surrender. But just first, instead of dealing with the issues of stopping the cravings and stopping the... Seek why am I sad in the first place? Because if I'm not... If I'm going to be happy, if I find joy in my life, whether it could be changing the way I look at situations in my life, where the, wherever it takes me to get... Rabbi says, whatever's going to get you the joy in a kosher way, get there. If you have to work out, if you have to kickbox, if you have to go watch jokes, do what you have to do. Because if you, do, if you fight this one, you won't have to, you're not going to deal with the second one, which is, which is L-I-L-I-T-H. And that's a much harder one to get out of, by the way. It's much easier for me to fight the first, the first salary first am going, which we all have to go through, which is called life itself, how, how difficult life is. If I can fight that one, I'm not going to have to fight the battle with, the, with my addiction. But if I lose this one, now I have to deal with this one? and i have to deal with this one and now i got a bigger problem cuz now that means i need tremendous amount of energy and tremendous amount of work so this is why we want again we want preventative medicine the preventative medicine is called mishpat it's called judging yourself it's every day judge yourself did i treat that person right did i lash at that person could i become better here so all your creators is waiting for you is just to watch game film and when you take inventory, this is also a twelve steps. Take inventory. They tell them to take inventory. I believe it's the ele- uh, I believe it's the eleventh step. No, it's not. It's a I think it's a sixth or seventh. But the fact that they take inventory because they want to get they want to sweeten the judgment. There cannot be these runners. These runners only come when there's an absence of judgment. So pretty much, if you don't have a time to meditate and, and, and look and see what's going on with the day and try to change, and just you're going to get very heavy, and life is going to be very heavy because we're not looking at the big picture. And this is what Rav Nachman says, first thing in the morning, do the mishpat. Cancel the judge, cancel the court. Somebody told you, listen, I have a, you can talk to the judge, your court date at 10 o'clock. You can talk to the judge at 7 o'clock before... And you could try to make a deal with him. You will be so fast going up. Wake up in the morning, you will be. You will be at that courthouse right away. You will be there. You have to look at it exactly the same way. The Yitzhar wants these runners to come and seek justice because remember, the Yitzhar is into the justice. They sin; they don't deserve it. That's the Yitzhar in our lives. This is what when the Jews were serving the, when the Jews were crossing the Red Sea right they even, they said look why do they deserve it they were serving idols so there's always that that balance in our lives they're saying no they don't deserve it so we always when you make mishpat they don't ha- they don't have that jurisdiction so first i recommend whoever's doing his to do first start with a gratitude and second part of it should be definitely a mishpat a judgment of what needs to be released and the prayer that Rabnathan says here unless um 169. What does he say here? This prayer, and this prayer is from this exact Torah. Okay. What does he say here? The trouble in my heart has expanded. Extradigate me from my straits, distress me, in anguish and anguish have found in me. Your commandments are my joy. I am under great pressure, my Father in heaven. I am constricted, my compassionate Father, my redeemed. My existence is very narrow and bitter. Answer me, answer me for you, answer me in the time of trouble, answer me for I have called out to you. Help me and save me for the sake of your name. Teach me how to judge myself properly when I am crushed and I don't even know how to take counsel because I am so confused. My spirit is very frightened. And You know, Hashem, how long will I, whatever the, your person's name, Gedali ben Reina, Will be in, com- in ca- captivity. I feel like I'm in captivity. Woe to me! My life is worn away with grief and years of sighing. My strength is collapsed. My bones are decayed. How can I take counsel? How can I examine my deeds and judgments for myself for all my actions? I know myself that the most of my actions are corrupted, blemished, and particularly his evil thoughts about. Com- specifically, he mentions a specific thing. But he's saying here, how can I attain this holy judgment? How will I be able to examine my deeds? Help me be able to confess them. Help me be, become aware of what I'm saying. To those, And this is what he's, his, his prayer is. Because I blemished the holy covenant so much, listen to this line, which is very, very powerful. And this is what this generation is really struggling with. Because I have blemished the holy covenant so much, I am far from joy. And because I am far from joy... I find it very difficult to repent for having blemished the covenant and merit to rectify it. You see the problem is? Without the head, you can't notice what the issue is because the issue is making you lose your head. See what he's saying here? Both are so connected with each other. You're losing my mind. I, can't even, I don't even have the, the head. I'm so full of shame that I don't even have the head to even approach you. And that's where you have to recognize how they're both connected. But if you stay Basimcha you stay with joy, that's where you can do all those. And from where will my help come from? Where will my salvation come from? Help me, please, from the four corners of the world, help me. So you can see his style is crying out for help, crying out for help and recognizing that, let me know exactly what I need to do in the mishpah, And we all do this, but you should do this. You shouldn't be ashamed. Your creator gets nothing from you walking around with shame. Promise you. He's, okay, you're embarrassed. You made a mistake. You're, you're, we're all under tremendous stress. We're all in tremendous stress. We're all, we're all going to make mistakes. We're all snapping at people. We could be treating people nicer. We could be judging favorably. We could be more scrupulous. We could have more Kavana and Davini. There's a million things we could do. <laughs> a million things. But if you say, I can't do all this, I'm checking out. That's not the answer either. This is what Reb Nachman says. Do what you can with what you got. If you only have this, come with me with what you got. Even Even said, a little bit is also very good. So the, answer shouldn't, the approach should not be, well, it's all or nothing. If it's not this, it's nothing. This is how people think. This can't be an all or nothing. Come with you, come to Him with all you got, etc. And then He will do the rest. He will do the rest. And this is where you have to recognize if you stay b'simcha, if you stay with joy, that means you have to go and rewrite the, whether it's the past that's haunting you, whether it's people's opinions, you have to rewrite that story and then you will be safe from your addiction very much, because your Creator will give you the strength to fight it. But if I don't have joy in my life, what's going to happen? I don't have the head to even know, to have the awareness of what I'm I'm doing. May Hashem help us all, that we should all be zochet. Spend at least five to ten minutes on mishpah today. And you will see how, how addictive it is, because you'll see how everything gets sweetened. Your marriage gets better, Instead of always, you know, we wake up, who can I blame? We wake up, who can I project? Who, this person may, we're just, we're waking up the wrong way. We're waking up the wrong way. And this is where Rabbi Nachman really, really tells you the connection of Vidu negris. This is what they were known for. They were really known for the constant confession. It's a constant confession, confession, confession. Because the secret is, we want to control the, we want to control the court case. We don't want to be liable for uh, a court case in heaven. We don't want to get there. I want to settle the case. Everybody wants to settle the case. You can settle your cases every single morning by talking what's on your heart, telling what's going on in your heart, opening up your heart. That's all he's interested in. He wants your heart, period. I don't have time? Well, you're going to have time dealing with headaches all day long. So that's another, you understand? If you don't have time for it, then you're dealing with the time of dealing with all the, 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 the headaches that are coming to wake you up. So what do you mean you don't have time? We have to make time for it because otherwise you're dealing with that. I heard a great, beautiful quote. It's like a guy, you know, packing a, you know, there's people that are OCD, they pack their suitcases perfectly, and you could see there's plenty of room in the back. Another guy he takes all the schmutz, he throws <laughs> it in the bag, and he packs it, in the, and he can't even close the bag. So we have to also, you have to know how to put everything in a compartment. Otherwise, it just gets a, becomes a big mess, and you can't close the bag. And you can't close the bag, you're not going anywhere and you're shoveling it, standing on it, and squeezing, this is what you're doing. So we have to make compartments for this. This is what I, think I specialize in. There's a, there's a compartment for this, there's a compartment for Shalom Bayit, there's a compartment for work, there's a compartment for this, and there's a compartment for this. Because once you start mumbling them all together, then you're gonna be like the guy who, you know, who's 10 pounds overweight on the, on the, on the, in the middle, of everybody's going on the suitcase, five, 10 minutes to your flight, everybody's waiting, they're screaming at you, what are you doing? He's taking out, trying to take the five pounds. It's a mess. Don't do that. And that's why we have to recognize that. Put everything in a compartment. You have a compartment with your wife, put it that in the compartment. Don't, don't displace your energy now and take that mess to work. We always take one mess and we shove it to the, make it, that becomes another mess. It's called displacement of energy. You understand? Displacement of energy. When the energy is displaced to other people because of other things. So take one mess, put it here. Take one mess, put it here. Take one mess, put it here. Put everything in a compartment in your life. Because this way you'll be able to attack. Okay, what do I have to deal with this? I just have to deal with this today. With this situation.